This week on the North Riverside Library Tech Team Podcast, we're celebrating the smaller web. We're going beyond the big media sites and social platforms to talk about our favorite lesser-known websites and talk a little about some recent tech news. This is a fun one. Check out the show notes for a full list of everything discussed. Now, before I bring in Sarah and Empress, I want to remind everybody that the library is now open for curbside pickup on Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays. We're excited to be back. Please check out our website for the full details. And if you have a question for the tech team, please email us at tech at northriversidelibrary.org. Now, let's get to the show. So I thought for this for this week's episode, we'd do a little something different and just uh, talk about uh, some of our favorite, uh, you can call them indie websites or smaller websites or just things that are more obscure, less well-known. And so we each picked out a few of our of our smaller favorites, and we're going to talk about those. I think um, we can, uh, let's go in this, we'll reverse the order from last week. How about we start with you, Sarah, and then we'll go to Empress, and then me, and you can just go through. We'll just go through your sites. You can tell us about them, and um, let's get into it. What is? Um, what are your favorites? Are we doing round robin, or should I do one, like, do them all right now? I think you can go through. Let's just go through them. Go, okay, go all cool. of them. Start wherever you like. All right. Well, um, so when thinking about the indie web or sort of smaller, um, less well-known websites, probably don't get as much traffic as like the really big ones that we all know about. Um, the first thing that came into my mind and something I just want to mention really quickly, because I'm not technically sure if this counts as indie web or not. But um, if you've ever been a fan of anything and you really want to know what happened on, you know, episode three of season six to this one character on a random TV show, I want to give a shout out to every fandom.com wiki out there. You've helped me uh, with my random trivia and facts. I mean, I would not know all the zodiac signs of the Sailor Moon characters if it weren't for the Sailor Moon fan wiki. And I just want to say, you guys are really holding down the fort for fangirls everywhere, and I appreciate you. But on to the real (laughs) thing. Because I'm not sure if it counts as, like, indie web or not, but um, whatever. Uh, I just wanted to mention that. Those have helped me out sometimes, because when it comes to something like, say, like, the Marvel movies or something that there's like a million of them, but I've only watched a few, uh, but maybe uh, somebody wants to go see uh, the new Marvel movie or whatever. I can use those to like get up to speed on, <laughs> on what's happening. So I'm not totally lost. You know what yeah, I mean? And so those fan like, wikis are good. They're so great. And they're usually so thorough and detailed. Like the people who moderate and, post and add to them or um, doing the heavy lifting for a lot of us out here. (laughs) Okay. So um, the first thing I want to mention, speaking of the Zodiac signs of all of the um, Sailor Moon characters, uh, the first indie web site that I want to mention is um, the favorite of all of our witches out there and Wiccans, uh, Cafe Astrology. The first baby's first birth chart is what I call it. Um, it's the first website anyone goes to 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 get their whole birth chart laid out for them. And while it might not be a super popular thing um, in a lot of tech circles, I think that uh, the popularity of astrology is just growing more and more every day. And if you're curious out there, listeners, uh, about your birth chart, Cafe Astrology, you know, it doesn't have the best look to it. It looks a little bit like a, a website from uh, yesteryear, but it's so effective and probably one of the most thorough and detailed breakdowns of your birth chart that you're going to get from like um, an AI. Better than CoStar. I know I was talking about CoStar a couple weeks ago. Better than CoStar, Cafe Astrology. Oh, whoa. Yes. She introduced me to those before. I am <laughs> a fan of Cafe Astrology, to be honest especially with the like compatibility just to see whether or not if you're compatible with certain people you know regardless of romance just 
everyday living compatibility. And she's pretty much right about the the chart. It lays it all out for you. <laughs> and what I really like about this website compared to like other uh, like birth chart astrology websites is that the sort of description, first of all, the, the graphics that they give you of your chart is wonderful. And it's great on mobile which a lot of indie websites are not, but it's great on mobile. Just yesterday, I was at my brother's house and I was going on a rant about astrology as I am wont to do sometimes. And I pulled up like three different people's birth charts on my phone and was able to read them perfectly with no problems. And I didn't have to scroll forever to look for it. I mean, it's just the handiest tool in any astrologer's uh, tool belt, I think. Well, I don't know much about astrology, but I do enjoy just the uh, visual of the site. Like you said, it's got that, it's got that like early 2000s feel feel to it, which I really much enjoy. And I, uh, and I did make sure to go and and check out my daily horoscope. And uh, um, I like the way that it was a little, um, it was charmingly, charmingly written. Um, Yeah, right. Did you say this is, this, this is done by like an AI, did you say? Well, yeah, the the sort of um, I'm sure they have like writers on this website that write the content, but the way it lays out your birth chart is by AI. You know, it has to look at the exact position of the planets when you were born, at the exact point you were born, whatever, whatever. Um, so the thing that compiles it is AI. I'm almost certain that the all the descriptions, though, that if you get into your birth chart, were written by people uh, which makes it different from co-star which is all written by ai mm. well I, I did like it i did enjoy it even though i'm not an astrology uh you know an astrology buff but i uh but i still like this site i'm glad, I'm glad. it has a cute like charming look to it <laughs> you know <laughs> it does. It does. really does. So if anybody out there is curious about your birth chart or wants to read your horoscope for fun, I recommend this one. It's really easy to read, um, and it's so thorough and so detailed. Um, My next website that I want to talk about is a little gem that uh, is probably more relevant to uh, people who are curious about libraries or interested in literature and reading. So one of my jobs working at the Cirque desk at the library usually involves, like one of the things that I have find myself doing a lot is um, recommending books to people. Uh, and usually they give you like an author that they like, that they usually read or, or a subject, a genre. And I can often come up with like a recommendation based off that. But whenever I'm in a situation for myself or for a patron at the library or for a person in my life where I, they want to read something new, but I, am not sure exactly what I'm in the mood for, or, um, your tastes are super specific. There's this great website that I go to, um, called witchbook.net and basically allows you, you, uh, to enter certain criteria. So you can, Decide whether you want to read a happy or sad book, a funny or serious book, a book that's easy to read or a book that's demanding to read. And you can sort of set all of these really different, really specific criteria and um, it'll give you a list of books that'll match that uh, for you to pick from with descriptions of the books, where you can get them from, Amazon links and stuff like that. Um, And honestly, there are a lot of book recommendation websites like this, but not so many that I've used that work as well as whichbook.net. They've got a great like library of books that they're working from and super specific details about them. Some of my favorite books actually in the whole world I found from this website. Like uh, there's a great book called The Tracy Fragments I was obsessed with as a young person about 13 years old uh i found it on this website and that's how long it's been around (laughs) (laughs) um that's great yeah i've been using it for that long i i think it's like a great tool honestly i i find myself going back to it more and more as i like get older and uh get stuck in what i want to read or 
got me through college too. Like whenever I was um, reading a book for a class and I, I really liked it and I didn't, it was obscure and I didn't know where to get something similar. I'd go on this website and, and put in the book title and see what else comes up around it. So I re highly recommend whichbook.net. I liked it. I, I, I really like these sliders that you can, you know, specify how much you want something like between funny and serious and so forth. Uh, oh, yeah. You can get really I found it like works really well because I'm really hard to um, when I want to read something, it's it's almost impossible to describe. Like uh, I've been emailing with uh, with one of our regular patrons during this time we've been closed, like emailing book recommendations back and forth. And I realize when I, when I say like what I'm in the mood for reading, it doesn't make it's very hard. It's very hard to pinpoint. I'll be like, well, I could go for a mystery, but I want it to have like no violence in it. And I want, I want it to be not serious. I want it to be like very funny. I also want the book to be really short. <laughs> like I have like, which all of these requirements and this, like I, w I just played around with it and it was coming up with really interesting sounding books that I had never even heard, heard of. So I thought it was, it's really cool. It is really cool. Isn't it? I would love to put more people onto this website. I, I use it all the time. Yeah, I'm definitely bookmarking this. Cool. Thank you. The highest compliment I can get for this. Amazing. So on to the next website. Um, I'm going to... So it wouldn't be my list <laughs> if it didn't have some sort of pretentious entry, right? Um, I fully own that and admit that. So the <laughs> next thing I'm going to mention is probably not for everybody, and I totally get that, but I have a backstory for why I love this website. So it's URL is ubu.com and I guess the name of the website formally is like UBU web, but it's basically a sort of digital anthology of avant-garde art from all different kinds of mediums. So you have any, everything from film to um, dance performances to poetry to uh, academic uh journals and stuff like that uh so yeah okay not for everybody i totally get that avant-garde art who cares but the reason i stumbled across this website was um i took a film class a long time ago where we watched this like weird short film that i became obsessed with it's called um a walk through h by peter greenway and I couldn't find it anywhere on the internet. I looked for a long time and I finally found a copy that you can watch um, on this website of A Walk Through H. It's like this weird, the reason I like this film is not for any like intellectual reason. It's just because it has this soundtrack that totally slaps and I was obsessed with the song in it and I wanted <laughs> to do it again. Um, but after stumbling upon this website for that reason, and finally being able to like enjoy this piece of media that I, I really liked. I found myself using this website a lot through college as like a, an academic resource. Um, it's full of art and interesting, maybe pretentious, but also educational things that um, is sort of the reason why I stay on the internet. You know, you, where else and, and at what point in history do you have access to this kind of information on your fingertips, especially since a lot of this highbrow-ish stuff is like not accessible to everybody. But websites, indie websites like UVU Web um, make it accessible to anyone with an Internet connection, which I think is super cool. Like you don't have to be enrolled in a college course to get to learn all about Duchamp. <laughs> uh, and really um, not to get too Pollyanna about that but isn't that what the internet's all about oh you know you know, you know I'm always <laughs> saying that that's my favorite thing about the internet is the just like the archiving of this kind of stuff yeah and and this I've I've, I've come across this site once or twice before so I recognized that when um when it came up I'm like oh yeah I've seen this before this site is serious man it is like almost um intimidating but but there's so much there is so much here just like in the in the film and video 
section, I mean, it is vast. And yeah, this is this is great. This is like great use of the internet right here. Yeah, I think so. Thanks, Mike. <laughs> I was so worried that it was gonna be one of those like, ugh, I roll Sarah would pick this. <laughs> <laughs> No, I think I mean it, it makes it's makes the internet like a much more enriching place when you when you have you know resources like this. Totally. I, I agree. agree. All right. Um so if either of you ever are interested in anything avant-garde, here you go. I put you on. Thank you, Sarah. <laughs> yes. And last but not least, I have to mention um like this list would not be complete without me talking about Tumblr for a little bit and as a child of the 2000s and as a teenager of the 2010s um i was obsessed with tumblr tumblr was literally ate up all my bandwidth back in the day like i would spend hours on tumblr and one of my favorite tumblr blogs of all time is um 80sanime.tumblr.com just literally, if you have any affinity for um, anime art aesthetics, then you know that the 80s were the best. And this blog just has endless scrolling of the coolest aesthetic pictures you could ever think of from real anime. Yeah, and that's just on my list for your endless scrolling enjoyment. <laughs> I don't know how much to say about it. Just have, a, have at it. Have fun. Uh you'll thank me when you spent three hours looking through it. <laughs> I like, I think that all three of us have a, a Tumblr in our list. Right. Okay. And, yeah. uh, and I think, um, yeah, it just uh, specific Tumblrs such as this one are, like you said, there's so much, there's so much with the endless scrolling, but it's not like an endless scrolling in, in a, in a way of like a Facebook kind of way. It's an endless scrolling on, on something very particular, uh, almost personal, and it's it's like deeply satisfying type of endless scrolling. Yeah, yeah um, deeply satisfying. Yeah, there you. Yeah, that's that's what I'm. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, a deeply satisfying type of scrolling that does not feel like just idle uh, distraction. <laughs> it's like a treasure trove. That's great. I feel like I feel like I didn't really get onto. Uh, the whole Tumblr scene until it was probably already like way past its prime. But I really feel like there was something there and I'm glad that Tumblr is still around even in its kind of different current state, because it really seems to me to be like, kind of like the early, like say like late nineties, early two thousands internet. that was like a lot of like personal websites that were kind of like an amateur thing, but they still required like a lot of work and attention and on all of these like small niche subculture things. Um, and it's kind of like it took that vision, but made it more accessible to just anyone where anyone could easily have like a little platform like this, but still retain that like that personalness and that charm, if that makes Absolutely. sense. Absolutely. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, I do. And so I appreciate this, even though I'm not like a big, you know, anime person. But I can still appreciate like the 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 artistry of it and and just yeah endless scrolling Tumblr great fun if you can find if you can find the ones that like really you know speak to you it's great yeah and what I like about Tumblr is that like at least as someone who was using it at the very beginning and through its prime is that um, it really, like, made everyone aware of the word aesthetic and what it means to have an aesthetic. And it was, like, the birthplace of the Internet's obsession with aesthetic. Um, so you can literally, like, anything you're into, there's a blog out there that has captured it perfectly visually, and you can totally just indulge in that, which was my favorite thing to do on Tumblr. Oh, for sure. That's not last time you're going to hear us talk about aesthetic today yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right that wraps it up for me ah thank you sarah you're welcome empress thank what you. do you have for us all right so i have today since we're still in the mood of tumblr um i like to use tumblr 
or, you know, like everybody says, the aesthetic pleasures. <laughs> and for me, I'm more into like the art type of thing as well as like programs, gifts or uh, gifts, like I, gifts, GIFs, anyway. <laughs> Um, but because uh, tomato tomato, but this particular web shiny blaze zombie zombie tumblr dot com. Well, it's five eight two if you take the the first letter of each um, name. What word? But other than that, um, it's basically about just like technology and different type of like futuristic retro type of vibes and also I like the art in it because it's more different also it's kind of bringing back that old school 1999 2000 windows vibe especially with the um the dashboard within itself I love how like when you scroll down it's like the old school you know pop-up pick and um it's really I mean if you're into like moving type of videos or pictures as well as you know pixels different contrasts and futuristic type of visuals then this is the type of video um website for you oh man empress I am all over this website this is so so good really yeah. <laughs> The minute I saw it, I was like, Mike's gonna freaking love this. <laughs> oh, I, ca- I can't believe I've never, never seen this page before. Just really? uh, aesthetic AF. <laughs> it is tremendous. Um, it's got that, like like you said, it's got that, that Windows 95, Windows 98 kind of <laughs> like desktop <laughs> look to it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so, I know it's like such a hyper specific thing, um, but there's just a quality that existed in like the imagery of that time that I don't know. There's just something about it that remains fascinating. And also I feel like it was just like, it didn't last long enough. You know, it was like, it has, it has had an outsized influence on like the internet, despite not really um, being a period of time that, that, that lasted all that long compared to, you know, the, the, aesthetic of like the 80s or the 70s or something Mm -hmm. but it was very real and very particular and I'm glad that it's it it still persists in in places like this I love it this is this is so (laughs) great another great endless scroll right here yes like especially like I remember back when I was in elementary school starting to learn the uh, like computer systems and programs and like some of the aesthetics in here or some of the uh, visuals it's kind of bringing back like the Microsoft Word clip art or the constant dragging when it's lagging uh, the, the, you know that type of thing and it's kind of like bringing back old memories like oh I remember that I remember when but then with the twist of like you know just very neon feature you know just what the world could become type of thing or on its way to becoming in one's eyes but if you're into this type of thing <laughs> I'm glad you guys enjoyed it. Oh, totally. If, I think what it is is it's like a, it, it takes you back to a time when the internet was actually like something unique and different, and maybe not something that was just everyday and mundane, right? Like it is now. Mm-hmm. Um, like now, everybody just uses the internet and computers like all the time, and it's just part of daily life, or whatever. But maybe back then, something you only maybe maybe you only got to use the computer or see the internet like at school or something or or maybe a little later there there was like a computer in the house but you you couldn't use it very often and you had bad internet connection yes, um yes. and there but there was like this this feeling that there was something there that there was something like magical and unique there and i think we've lost that um by having it just everywhere in our lives all the time and, and this takes me back <laughs> this is great. I'm glad I'm glad I'm glad but moving on to the 
next runner up is going to be sporkle.com now i'm i'm big into lists i'm a big i'm big into lists <laughs> trivia anything of that matter and if you are like me sporkle is going to be your your bookmark your next bookmark i promise you that because you can literally look up any type of t- category whether it's movies or shows or music or just any type of subgenre and they'll have a certain type of quiz for it and what I like about the quiz is I like more so like of the music or the like uh, logos at the time that when I was you know getting into it it was like the early 2010s and their big thing was like logos. Everybody wanted to know like if you knew logos off the bat of your head and Sparkle had all the quizzes. So after that, I started dibbling into their music and their music quizzes are pretty decent too because, you know, they have it where what's like, the, do you know all the songs out of the last David Bowie album? Or do you know if you can match certain music videos from 2000? the early 2000s or 1999s or 80s or 70s type of thing. So, I mean, if you're into the list, if you're into like trivia, as well as, you know, if you're wanting to be that one person in the group, hey, I bet you can't, you know, name all X, Y, Z, one, two, three. Sparkle is here for it. It's, this is, this is the gold mine. (laughs) <laughs> this is another great flashback. I I I I seen Sporkle like maybe like oh I don't know eight nine ten years ago. I remember Sporkle and I was like something. It was just something that I forgot about. And it's great to see that it's still here. I used to think I thought it was only for sports back when I originally saw this. I don't know if that was ever true, but that's what I remember mm-hmm. thinking. And mm-hmm. uh, it's still here and it's still great. I took a I took a Super Bowl quiz today. Got a hundred percent. Not yeah. to brag, but uh, uh, yeah, it's so much fun. This is it's a it's a great uh, it's a it's a great website to kill a little time. Really, it is. I did before, and I took a like the most specific quiz. Like, can you name these four word movie titles based on these sixteen word descriptions? And it was so much fun. <laughs> It really is good for just killing time. And I think also, like, this is just good for, like, just brain teasers. You know what I'm saying? It's like you're not all this information is not going to, quote unquote, waste. You know, you're actually trying to see whether or not you're retaining something or, you know, bragging rights. (laughs) Everybody loves that. But I'm glad you guys really like it. I really am. And the last one, which is the old school, which I still go to to this very day, is AddictingGames.com. <laughs> yes, AddictingGames.com. Now, this site is totally free, and it's totally safe for those who are very particular on viruses and malware and spam and all that good stuff. I understand. Um, but... Other than that, this is basically a game developer as well as players interacting with each other. So, you know, as a game developer, it's very hard for you to actually, you know, build up a a type of following and be some type of funding. So Addicting Games, they basically do what they do is they take their type of demos or some games that they're actually working on and they put it on this platform and for free and they can have people like you and I play for free and actually you know see whether or not we like it or not and give our feedbacks as well as they can rate how often these people are playing the game and um my games on here I was really into the impossible game which was like a quiz which was very very corny back in back in the day but now like hot doggeria that's the thing too. But if you're into shooters, they have great shooters on here. Puzzles as well. 
And um, yeah, support your indie developer, game developers. Please support them. They all need they need love. <laughs> <laughs> this website is such a throwback for me. I used to spend hours of my early internet days like oh they had this one game that was like um bejeweled but with like little monsters that i would play for hours on end yeah great to see this on the list like i totally forgot about this website it's so much fun (laughs) i'm glad you brought it back it brought back memories everybody remember this back in grade school or high school you know free time in the computer lab (laughs) Yeah. yeah, this is definitely like your your uh, fifteen minutes of uh, internet surfing at school <laughs> sort of thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's it's a good browser game. Uh, you know that you don't need any special, you know, uh, anything to play it. You know that you can just fire it up and um, get right into it. Makes it accessible to um, to everybody and can be a lot of fun. Yes, indeed. Had to shout out the gamers out here, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's that's it for me. Uh, Well, thank you. Uh, I guess we'll get into my picks here. Uh, I'm going to start with this one is a longtime personal favorite. Um, I'm not quite sure how to pronounce this, but I think it's Junta Hule's Culture Shock, which is total old school blog site you know on on blogspot.com <laughs> i've been reading this site since i can't even remember when at least 2009 and um it's a it's a it's mainly a blog about movies by this guy named sean gill who's um a new york based writer and and filmmaker and playwright and he he has a particular affection for like cheesy action movies and like um sort of like those genre films of like the 70s 80s 90s the kind of movies that i just that i just love and i like to rewatch over and over again and he has a specific uh, style of commenting on these that i just i just think is the best and uh this is probably the website that i have left the most comments on in my life <laughs> <laughs> If you, if you browse around through there, you don't be surprised if you see a lot of comments from Mike. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> and um, uh, I just love it. I just I just love this site so much. And he has a um, a page on, on the site where you have every movie that he's talked about alphabetically. And I keep that one bookmarked so that whenever I, um, I see like a, a new cheesy movie from the 80s or 90s, I'll, I'll go and look and see if... Um, if he had a blog on it and a lot of times he does and um and i just i just love this site it's a very particular genre but uh i dig it a lot so check it out there's this great blog on here um sort of poking fun at the golden girls and taking a scene out of context and comparing it to blood sport <laughs> great read <laughs> yeah it's that kind of that kind of content. That's what we're that's what we're looking at here. You can't get that anywhere else. You really can't. No, it's really funny. Very comedic. <laughs> and our my next pick is Nightwave Plaza. Uh, this is uh, a little reminiscent of the pick that um, that Empress had, which is uh, this is a online radio station, a twenty four hour vaporwave radio station um super simple site it just has like a looping background uh, uh i guess you'd call that a gif i'm gonna say gif because that's how i pronounce it um <laughs> with one of these you know aesthetic type pictures and you have a little a little player in a window that's very windows 95 style um and this is just such a great site to um put on like in the background get your tunes. Um, it's super simple. You can actually log into it and you can save your, your favorites so that you can then go like, look up, look up these artists, uh, you know, later on. Um, I love it. It's a single purpose thing. It's just 
you can't you can't skip around. You can only just turn it on and listen to what it plays for you. Um, but I I think it's fantastic. It's also available as an app, um, at least on Android. It's available as an app, and that's great too. And I think it's uh, you can also just hear the the songs on. Um, they have a YouTube channel as well that's just mirroring the same thing. Um, highly recommend. You really don't see like internet radio stations like this anymore. Those were so fun. They are. They are. Yeah, that's kind of an older an older thing too, right? Um, radio on the internet. I think that's how Mark Cuban made his money. Um, <laughs> but, uh, uh, yeah, there's there's another one that's like um, like kind of actually popular these days. It's called Poolside FM. You may have heard of that one. Um, but uh, no, I but you ever heard of that one? You should check that one out too. I think that's the actual website, poolside.fm. Um, it's, it looks very similar to this, but but since this one is all vaporwave all the time, um, that's why I like this one. My next pick, uh, going back to Tumblr, this is the very juvenile sounding name, Fart Gallery. <laughs> Fartgallery.tumblr.com. <laughs> um, but this is my favorite Tumblr of all time. The, I don't know really much about it except that it's run by some some guy named Shannon who lives in Canada, and I've been I've been following this for probably another eight nine ten years. Um, there's not very many posts these days. Uh, it used to have a lot more posts, but um, now that it's more sporadic. But I, I find this this one to be the most reliable for like you know funny whimsical in a way wholesome posts uh, that just you know it'll just be like a, a video or um, a picture or you know a meme occasionally just a text post but it's always amusing and never mean-spirited or anything and it just it makes me smile every time there's something new there so funny scrolling through this wow so funny i agree <laughs> i agree it's very amusing and relieving <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I just, uh, I enjoy it. I enjoy it. I enjoy it a lot. So check out Fart Gallery. Don't be uh, put off by the name. It's genuinely good. And then my last pick, this is a newer, this is something I just stumbled onto um, a few weeks ago. It's called Special Fish. And the website is special.fish. And I don't really even know how to describe it. Did you guys look at this? Yes, I have so many questions. It's basically, uh, if you look at it, it just looks to be like a whole bunch of names um, and, you know, simple text, highlighted text. And each name is takes you to a profile um, and they're just super simple, like text based profiles that people have. And that's about it. <laughs> that's like about it. You can hop between profiles if you have an account there i'm sure you can follow people's profiles but i don't even do that i just like to randomly check out a few and then move on and i just find it like fascinating it's complete you know it's so random i don't know who any of these people are um but sometimes i'll see something interesting just by clicking around on a few of these these profiles and it i it's very hard to describe but i i just feel like um something is oddly interesting about this site and i think we we need more of these these little ideas like this you know what it looks like to me like i would describe this as um lo-fi twitter without the like high school popularity sort of aspect to it it's like stripped down and therefore less almost like more accessible because you could be looking at anybody's things it doesn't even matter you're just like getting a snapshot into their it's pretty cool. I kind of want to make a profile. <laughs> I know, right? I kind of do too. And and you know, and not for nothing, but like I've clicked on a bunch of these, um, and it always looks a little different every time you come back to it. And I click on some more, and I've never, I've not seen anything um, negative. You know, like yeah. there's so much like toxicity on the internet these days, but I haven't seen anything like that here. So maybe that's where the Maybe that's where the the positive stuff is now. You just have to get off the big platforms and look for the smaller yeah. ones. I don't know. 
that's definitely a selling point too. <laughs> I like that there are no pictures, like profile pictures. Yeah, it's like I I just haven't seen anything in like this in a long time. So I just wanted to mention it here. Special fish. I'm on the verge of making a profile. Yeah, I think I will too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, that those are all the ones I have. Uh, thanks for checking those out. We'll put the links to all of the websites that we mentioned in the show notes. So make sure you check those out. Before we go today, I think everybody had some more tech news that they wanted to mention. So what do you have for us, Sarah? All right. Well, I want to talk about um, a new app I discovered. Since we like to do our little segments on here and it's a fun way to like sort of organize what we're talking about. I'm calling this one what the millennials are saving instead of what they're killing. Because usually yeah, we talk really about what the millennials are killing. Um, but millennials are saving reading. There's this new app um, that I just discovered and I have never been more excited for an app. It's <laughs> called Serial Reader. And basically um, all of these like classics in literature that are in public domain or a part of the public domain are on this website. So you can read anything from like Jane Austen, Ernest Hemingway to sort of um, uh, Leo Tolstoy, anything like that along those lines. Um, and they get sent to your phone in daily little serials like uh, people used to do back in the day. Uh, you know how you you always read about that, like uh, Oliver Twist was written as a serial. It was published chunks at a time. It's basically the same concept. You get um, I set mine to 9 a.m., but every morning I get this little serial and it tells me uh, right now I'm reading Crime and Punishment. Um and it tells me, okay, this little serial is going to take you 10 minutes to read. And I read it um, during my morning coffee. And it's like, I, I've never had more fun reading a book on my phone, honestly. It's gotten me to read more, which was already like asking a lot of me. I do read a lot, but I'm reading <laughs> more. Um, and I think that if you're not a big reader and you are interested in, in reading some classics or um, finishing books that you wanted to read for a long time, this is a great way of doing it. It's a free app available on um, iOS App Store, Google, the Google App Store, all of that. Check it out. Serial right, reader. That sounds pretty good. That sounds pretty good. You know, I need help like Same. reading books because I'm terribly slow terribly lazy this sounds like the kind of thing that might help me out I think it will I mean I'm already uh like 25 percent of the way through crime and punishment and I barely feel it I feel like I'm only reading for five ten minutes a day it's great <laughs> I love that crime and punishment is the one you chose to start with <laughs> well I felt appropriate you know <laughs> yeah true there's classic Sarah also yeah, this classic there something, something depressing in Russian. <laughs> oh, well, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna check it out. Empress, what do you have? So, on Twitter, there was a really big thing about the PS5 being um, leaked, both the price as well as the design. Now, when people were hearing about the price, the price was ranging between five hundred. And almost nine hundred dollars. Oh. Yes, yes, indeed. That's that's an investment plan right there. Now, a lot of people were saying like, oh, you know, coming up with memes saying if I'm buying a game, it should not only you know play games, it should clean my room and drive me to work type of thing, and it was, was funny. And soon after that, the um, picture of the console started to leak around as well. And the and one of the leakage was in the techradar.com. And they were, they were showing how this could possibly be a model of the new PS5 system. But the thing is, it looks so big. It's so big that it's bigger than the... Uh, Xbox One model, which is pretty thick within itself. And um, 
they were trying to, people on Twitter were trying to say like, oh, you know, you got to see about the people's heights. You got to see whether or not, you know, it's a certain type of distance. You don't know whether or not they're enhancing it. Regardless of <laughs> the game, like the, the console itself, it looks really big. It, it just looks really big and looks heavy. It, and it's, I don't know. It's kind of like one of those things where it's like it's now game consoles are becoming like computers. I mean, they are technically computers, but I'm just saying like it's it's now becoming more so like, OK, am I willing to invest in a possibly a thousand dollar machine just for pure enjoyment? <laughs> you know, <laughs> as well as hog up space under my television stand. So Taste their own. <laughs> I mean, you know, this is one of the things that is this just happens on the internet, right? Is you cannot release any product without people Im- immediately ripping it apart based on what it looks like. You know, there's just that's just gonna happen. And I, for one, I, I don't, I don't, I don't like that part of the internet. You know, why does everything have to look the same and look boring? Anytime someone puts something out that looks a little bit different, everybody, you know, wants to laugh at it, make fun of it. It's like, that's how we got to where we got with phones, right? Where like all the phones look exactly the same. It's like, what happened to creativity? You know, Mm -hmm. Uh, that's, that's That's just my two cents. That's a good, that's a good point. (laughs) (laughs) although to be fair i did always think it was funny when people would talk about i think it was the maybe the first xbox and there was like a running joke about how big it was and oh yeah you would see a lot of things like "Eh, i'm hooking up my new xbox and it would be a picture of like moving in a refrigerator or something (laughs) Um, (laughs) so sometimes it's funny but i think people can overdo it (laughs) that's true i agree I mean, too, I think this is also just the PS, you know, PlayStation, this is just free advertisement. You know, people aren't going to either want to buy it or at least, you know, seek more into the product itself. So kudos to PlayStation. Kudos to Sony. (laughs) That's true. Like, yeah, make it, you know, make it stand out. Get people talking. Um. Well, um, I also I have some. Let's see. I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna put this under the who's back of the week segment. And this week, who's back is Apple copying features from Android. So uh, today they had the uh, the app the big Apple annual conference, the Worldwide Developer Conference, and they introduced a lot of new features in the iOS 14 um, update and some of these look strangely familiar. Among them, they um, are introducing a feature where you can use part of an app without having to actually install that app. So if you need like just something like for a one-time basis, you can get some of that app's features without having to install it. They're calling this app clip. Um, If that sounds familiar to you, that may be because Android already had this in what they called instant apps which they've had for a few years now. So that's one feature stolen. They also have, they're going to let people put widgets on the home screen, which is another thing that you've been able to do on Android since like forever. So how do you guys feel about that? Putting widgets on the home screen, that's a a big change. I paid for it. (laughs) I'm all in, baby. (laughs) I mean, what's funny about this whole like, the thing we're doing here is that you seem kind of annoyed, Mike, but I think <laughs> Android <laughs> users might be annoyed, but Apple users are just like, all right, give us more stuff. Like, to be honest, <laughs> we're all in. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I'm just sort of trolling here, but <laughs> yes, you're right. But it's just another, you know, they are becoming more similar. I guess they've always been more similar than they are different but they're getting even more similar. They're also, they're doing a new a new thing in iOS 14 called the app library, um, which was a new view that will put your apps into groups and lists for you. 
which they say is very similar to what Android has in an app drawer. So um, that's another another thing that they're sort of sort of copying there. And I will give them credit for this thing, although I feel like it's silly that they've waited this long to do it. They're also going to finally, finally allow you to change the default apps on your iPhone. So you can like, you know, you can change your default browser or your default email, like if you want to use Gmail instead of Apple Mail. So um, I don't know why it's taken them to 2020 to do that, but um, that's a positive change, I think. That is a little ridiculous, though, that you couldn't do that before. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That's really redundant. Isn't it? Now, you know where you could have been doing that all this time? On Android or Windows or... <laughs> <laughs> you look, okay. I get it. I get the trolling. I get it that we're stuck and we make fun of your stuff until Apple does it and then we're all gung-ho. I get it. But it's not going to change me, you know? <laughs> Still Apple man. I mean the iOS, you just can't let it go. <laughs> you just can't. I love when they update. <laughs> Me too. I am all for it. Especially when they're changing it. Especially like what was the ground shaking one? It was iOS I believe it was iOS nine. That was the ground shaking one where like the emojis were more emojis were being added. Um, what else? Gifts and all that jazz were being into the messenger. I was all for it. Go ahead. And I think, you know, it's a it's a good thing that we're actually, you know, moving on, moving with the Jetsons, so to speak. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be good. I can't wait to see Empress. You'll have to incorporate this into the next iPhone basics. To be uh, honest. Tell us about the iOS fourteen. It's gonna be to a be honest. <laughs> It'll be nice. Well, I think that is all the material we had for this week. Thanks for joining us, folks. We'll be back. Uh, We'll be back soon with some more fun content. And until then, Sarah. Keep it spicy. (laughs) Yes. And Empress. Wear your mask and wash your hands. Ah, yes. Very important. We got to keep doing those things. And remember, folks, the virtual plaza welcomes you, and you will welcome it too.